Welcome into a brand new episode of a whole new ball game. I'm Vinny Pasquantino. That's Alex Fuse. Welcome into episode 51, ladies and gentlemen. That is one over half a century. Alex, how does that make you feel? It feels really good, but you know how you usually, you know, call me out on this podcast? Let's do it. Come on, call me out for sure. I'm going to call you out. You, how long have you been waiting to do this? The, the, the... For so long. For so Go. long. So before we started recording this, Vinny lied to me. He flat out lied to me. And I soon to find out. So Vinny tells me he got this new shampoo and it got in his ear. And I said, you know, like, what kind of shampoo is it? And he then said, well, actually, it's not shampoo. It's body wash. And he said he just didn't want to tell me that the reason why he's using body wash to wash his hair is because he just hasn't gotten shampoo yet. Right. Well, actually, I could poke holes in this. And it is technically new shampoo because I've never used it before. But it's not shampoo. Like body wash and shampoo are two very different things. But technically, if I use it on my hair, that makes it shampoo, right? No. I used it to wash my hair, not to condition my hair. I used it to wash my hair, which technically makes this body wash shampoo by my own definition. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that logic. But yeah, it's some like cocoa slash almond butter. And it's got like, like, there's a little bit of texture to it. And it's in my ear right now. And I can't stand it. Can't stand it. But the reason that I needed to get new body wash, shampoo, all of that is because I have made my move. I am now out in Nashville training for the upcoming season. I was training before, but I was in Richmond at home with my family. Now I have my own place with my roommate, PJ Higgins, another old Dominion baseball alum. He's with the Cubs and I'm here now. I'm out in Nashville. I've been here for a little less than a week. I've kind of got my new little studio set up. Just really excited. I'm looking for something to put behind me. I'm in my closet. That's all I got. That's all I got right now. Like, I mean, maybe next next show, it'll be a more exciting background. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And next show, I'll have a definitely better background. That's for sure. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, great episode. Finally, we are finally the people have been waiting for this interview. Waiting for so long because we've been hyping this episode for way too long at this point. Megan Plain, uh, Vinny uh, met Megan back in college when she was covering Old Dominion, right? No, I actually met her uh, right when quarantine kind of began because she hit me up to do a story on kind of what I was doing to still kind of train. Um, Gotcha. So that's how we met. And then she did another story on me coaching with my dad, and we just maintained that relationship and then i thought she'd be a good candidate to come on this show so and she did and we really appreciate it and she was a really really cool interview yeah megan's awesome uh you did bring up your coaching with your dad i know we brought it up briefly on a podcast earlier but i really don't think you should go into coaching after your playing career why not what was your record Vinny? my head coaching record i believe unofficially one and four, two and four, something like that. 
That's awful. Yeah. But I think I completely disagree with you, Alex. I think coaching is something that I most likely will go into when I'm done playing. Hopefully that's in 25 years. Um, but I think that's a route that I think potentially I'd like to go into because I think, again, speaking hopefully way too early, I think I'd be a pretty good coach. I think I'm, I think I'm a, a decent communicator. I think I can relate to many different types of people. I think I can learn what fires people up and what makes them tick. And I think those three things make pretty good coaches. So hopefully that's something I can be good at one day, but you know, I'll check back in with you in 40 years and we'll see, we'll see how that prediction went. I'll mark it down on, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So January 13th, 2021 on January 13th, 2061. We'll have to, no matter where the state of the podcast is at that point in 40 years, but we're going to do it. We're going to have to do a special episode that day. That's for sure. I mean, that is absolutely for Honestly, sure. You know, you know what I'm going to do right now, Benny? You know what I'm going to do right now? Tell me. I'm well, done. let me guess. Let me guess. You're going to put something in your phone to notify you. 2061, baby. We're going all the way to 2061. And here it is. January 13th, 2061, call <laughs> Vinny. There we go. Um, but Alex, so my first day I get here. So I'm south of Nashville. I'm in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Snow. I wake up. I wake up in the morning. I'm ready to go attack the day. And I look out my window, snow everywhere. If I was a, obviously, non-COVID if I was a 12 to 17 year old person, I would be so happy because in Virginia school would have so been canceled. Oh, it would have so been canceled, but no, it was not canceled out here because I'm not, not in school. So I, snow is not fun. I don't personally believe unless it's getting you out of school. Like I think snow on the weekends when I was growing up was the worst and snow now is just absolutely the worst. Mm -hmm. Like it just gets in the way and then it just turns into mud when it, when it's done and I have a dog. So I have to walk that dog where the snow was, which means his paws and my shoes get unbelievably dirty every time we go outside. My biggest pet peeve are wet socks. Like it drives me crazy. Like wet socks is the worst thing. Like it's awful. And so whenever it snows, like I got to waterproof my boots. Mm -hmm. So but like no matter what, like even if it's just a little bit of snow getting in my boots, like my sock gets soaked. My yeah. Um, quick update. I texted Megan to let her know that her show was actually coming out tomorrow. And she responded with, and I haven't, you know, I will eventually ask her if I can say what she says. But she says, oh, God, I feel like it's going to be so bad. Laughing emoji. So we'll see. People let us know. Megan thinks it's going to be bad. I think that's a common theme with people, though, when they do you know, in the industry, as Alex says, I think people always think I, I, I always rip my own swing. I mean, I think that's just what people do. You critique your own things. Would you agree, Alex? Yeah. Like there's some days though, like I have to say, like most of the time I'm pretty hard on myself, as you know, when it comes to this stuff, but there's some times where I just think I do an awful interview and I listen back to it and I'm like, wow, that actually wasn't that bad. It was well, so you, well, you know what the trick is in baseball? And I didn't learn this until getting into professional baseball. 
and I don't even know how you would do this. I guess you could do it the same way, but they have these things called dig me tapes where you just get videos of you dropping tanks or you striking out people, whatever, if you're a pitcher. But from my aspect, the dig me tapes are just videos of me launching baseballs. And those are the best. Those are the absolute best. But my problem that we put out, (laughs) what'd you say? The promos, like those are essentially, but some people, so like, I'm the opposite when it comes to watching, like some people, when they're watching video of themselves, they only want to see the good. So then they, you know, try to mimic that. I'm the opposite. I want to see the bad because I want to see like, okay, this is what I was doing. And this is why it was bad. If that makes sense. So like, I think I learn more from the negativity than I do sometimes from the, obviously the positivity helps. I mean, it's awesome to see yourself doing well. But that's a funny little little trick, Alex, that I'm teaching you about the game. So there you go. There's your lesson of the day. I'll write that one down in my notes. Um, but without further ado, the long-awaited Megan Plain interview. I'm ready to just drop this interview. And I think people are going to be wowed. Yeah, yeah. Really good interview. We're excited to bring her on. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Megan Plain. We have a very exciting guest today, Megan Plain in the house. Welcome, Megan, to the show. Thanks. It is so great to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. We're glad you feel that way. So we decided to kind of start this um, randomly. Normally, we talk a little bit first, but we were having such good conversation, we needed to hit the record button. So where I want to start with what we just found out, <laughs> Alex has two phones, and then we find out that you also have two phones. One so, personal and one for my side. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yes, I have two phones. Typically, when you work TV, like the station, when you work in TV, the station will give you an extra phone. Um, what I was saying to you guys is, you guys, especially as a girl reporter, you gotta have an extra phone because people you interview, interview, they can be weirdos, and you'll have like coaches and players like hitting you up after asking you out for like drinks and stuff. So it's like, if you give them that phone, you can just like block them on that, and they don't have your real number. And then I'm good to go with my actual phone number. <laughs> It works well, out perfectly. Yeah, that's hey, that's good to know that people in TV always have two phones. You never know who you're texting. Uh, so you never know who you're talking to, the business Megan or the personal Megan. So that's that's exciting for you. I've offended, I've offended people when they find out I, they don't have my personal number and I gave them my business one. I'm like, sorry, like you got to earn my personal number. I'm not just going to give it out. <laughs> you know, that's something I'm figuring out, Megan, you know, because when people find out, that I have two phones are like, wait, which one am I texting? Exactly. It could offend people. Yeah. Like there people was, like hurt. There was this dude, I'm not going to say his name, but we were hanging out and he was into me and he had the number of my other phone, not my number one phone. And he found out and he kept asking and asking for my regular phone number. And like, I wasn't giving it to him. So you'd think he would have gotten the hint. Like, no, I, I'm keeping you on that phone. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it could come in handy when you're trying to, you know, keep some people away from you <laughs> well i guess that'll listen to what i first wanted to ask so it's exciting to have you on here as a female in sports because mm-hmm. like that's i told alex when i first came on that's who i i, I know most of the the guys stories like because mm-hmm. i can relate to all of them but i can't relate to your story so just take us through kind of you know your life um and how you got into sports and everything and what drives you to keep staying in it starting from the beginning Yep. Yeah. Give it to everything. I'll try not to be too long winded. But um, so basically I'm from Southern California growing up there. I mean, since I was four years old, I had started playing softball. So for me, 
um, you know, softball was my life from then until when I graduated high school. So I've always been like a super sporty person. Baseball is my, um, you know, favorite sport because of the softball background. But then I went to Ohio University my first semester of college, actually. And I went there for a semester and it was a small town, Athens, Ohio. I got into sports journalism there, but I'm like, there's nothing to do. They have like the one street where, you know, there's bars and everything. But I'm like, okay, like I can't do this. Transfer to Arizona State. And that's where I started really getting into doing the sports stuff. So actually my sophomore year is when I first, I got my first like paying, it was an internship, but a paid internship with theirs on the Diamondbacks. So that's when I like first kind of really started getting into working in sports. Um, and I wrote for the, the team magazine there. I worked for them again later on doing like video stuff um, and then covered tons of sports. So I was out there for Arizona State, worked for the hockey team there and all that good stuff. But um, from the woman in sports standpoint, I would say I've never really, um, like no one's really ever treated me differently, luckily, but you definitely see it on social media, like we just saw the kicker Fuller, how she, you know, had the first point scored by a female in power five football history. And just looking at the comments is horrendous. Like sports center will share it. And you just, you just go down the comments and it's like these people commenting, like the things they say are just awful. The first time she got on the field um, a couple weeks ago, I remember reading the comments and like, you see guys saying like, Oh, gangbang in the locker room, this and that. And it's just like, oh my gosh like it's more so the social media side of it that really sucks because I've noticed like the guys I've worked around and the athletes have usually for the most part been pretty good now do you read the comments or do you just not even at this point even bother looking um I don't really I'm fortunate in that I haven't really gotten anything malicious at this point in my career but um I mean, I read other comments on other people's and it's definitely a little a little sad to read those. But um, for the most part, I mean, I'll get messages, Twitter messages from people I don't know. And I just don't even open them, open them because I know like, OK, sometimes people send pictures and luckily Twitter like blurs out pictures if you're not following each other. So I know like if, if there's guys sending me blurred out pictures, I'm like, there's a good chance it's something inappropriate. And I just like don't even open the messages I get. I just leave them all on unread. <laughs> so. You know, I kind of want to move away from the uh, female in sports. I wanted to just generically ask you about it. But then all of in playing is not just being a female in sports. Like, we want to talk to you. We don't want to, you know, you are a woman in sports, but that doesn't mean we just need to sit here and talk about that the whole time. So, mm -hmm. like, let's talk about you because that's why we did this podcast is to, you know, you talked about it before. You, you feel uncomfortable being on the other side of the interview, you know, like, I'm doing the interviews and now you're getting asked the question. So kind of what drove you to be in sports instead of anything else? Um, what drove me to be in sports? Let's see. Oh gosh. I like asking the questions better. That's so much more fun. Okay. So what drove me to be in sports? Um, I mean, it does kind of just go back to the fact that I played um, and I mean, just working in sports, it is still kind of like that team atmosphere and it's a really fun environment. So I had the competitive nature growing up from playing in sports and I didn't want to lose that. I mean, this is a very competitive business, like working in sports. That's something that you get to keep with you. And it's just fun. Like you just get to have fun. You get to watch baseball. I remember like with the Diamondbacks, I would get in earlier in the morning, work all day and most people would go home, but I would just like walk down to the, um, you know, stand, sit there and watch a game of baseball. It's just like working in sports is just so much fun and like getting to know the personalities behind the scenes. You just get to talk with like these really cool people who are, I mean, they're pretty normal, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, athletes, they're these big stars, like they're normal people. And you just you get to get to know like these really cool people on a deeper level. And it's just it's a lot of fun. You know, I wish I could 
say the same about this podcast. You know, I, I enjoy talking to cool people. I would just wish I could host one with a cool person. Um, but um, what is, uh, Megan, going off of that, um, you said that working in sports is really competitive. It, it, it is. So I want to know what your opinion of this is, is what do you think the most competitive factor of working in sports is? It's probably, I think it's just like, everyone's hustling like even at the college level when everyone's just kind of like dipping their foot in the water there's I mean these kids are having so many internships I remember my senior year I worked for the Arizona Coyotes the Arizona Diamondbacks I covered the Milwaukee Brewers during spring training I was a waitress and I also had like classes I was doing um and covered like Arizona State sports baseball football all that so it's like and I'm not the only one who's like that you know like everyone has this hustle so that's why it is so competitive and so hard to get into because you can't just take the classes and graduate. Like you have to be doing a million things at a time. Um, so I'd say it's just the hustle of it really that makes it such a competitive field. So I'm pretty sure you have a dog. I think you told me that. And I'm pretty sure that the dog is what's making the noise in the background. Would you like to introduce the pup? Kevin, come here. His name is Kevin. He's playing. Oh, come here, Kevin. He's playing with the Perrier bottle. Come up here. Okay. There he is. There's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, right? Kevin, welcome to the show. Kevin, he's a monster. He is truly the worst. So where did the name Kevin come for a dog? Because typically Kevin would be a human name. That's what everyone asks me. Yeah. So I found, I was looking for dogs. I adopted him and I found his picture. And I was like, this is the dog I want. Like, what am I going to name him? I was like, the first thing that comes to mind, like that is what he's meant to be. Like, what does he look like? And I was like, Kevin, he's a Kevin. So I couldn't go back. I thought about changing it to Calvin, but um, I just, I stuck with it. I was like, if that was the first thing I thought of, it's been very loud. Okay. Is it, can you guys hear it a lot? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah, is, this so is what happens when we interview a TV person. She's worried about the noise in the background because she knows. I'm like, I don't want it to like interrupt the sound, but um, yeah. So I named him Kevin because I was like, I can't go back now. Like if that's the first thing I thought of when I looked at him like that is what he's meant to be and then actually my family they're getting a puppy right now so when I go home for Christmas I get to play with a puppy but um I have a second name when I was naming Kevin his name I was telling my parents like oh I love the name Oliver but like I'm gonna save that for when I have a family and a golden retriever and I'm gonna name him Oliver and his nickname's gonna be Ollie I have I have my dog future all planned out but anyway so I told them that back then and my mom the other day texted me she's like oh we're gonna name our puppy Oliver and I was furious I was like how could you steal this puppy name from me I told you guys that's what I wanted today my dog but they're gonna be changing it now so I'm pretty excited about that <laughs> well it's good that you cut that change because that's Hey, you can't let your family steal your own name. That's that just is, terrible. No, that's like stealing. Like if you have a name picked out for your child and someone steals it, like that is yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, so you're from Southern California. Um, now you're in Norfolk or the Hampton Roads area working with the TV station. So everybody really knows what you do, but explain what you do. Um, so people who don't know, know. Yeah, so I am the weekend sports anchor here. So um, I have Monday, Tuesdays off. And then I report during the week, Wednesday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'll anchor all of our sports shows. Um, but yeah, so basically just, you know, during the week, it's going out and shooting stuff, whether it's like a long feature story, I'll interview people, shoot the video, edit that together. Um, and then Adam, our main sports anchor would maybe like toss my package or something, or I just, you know, shoot highlights or something that'll air. Um, and then, you know, same thing on the weekend, we're constantly shooting and editing our own stuff um, and putting it all together into the newscast. So it's just a bunch of 
you know, running around, interviewing people, getting video, and then, uh, you know, getting it into TV on time so I can talk about it. So and then how the Washington football team too. So oh, we, yeah. Um, yeah, so we cover the Washington football team. So me and Adam kind of split the home games in half. So I'll go up for, you know, half of them. He goes up for the other half. And we just report from there. And it's fun. The NFL is a fun thing to cover. So uh, you mentioned Adam, Adam Winkler, who I've dealt with a few times because he covers, you know, Old Dominion and everything too. And then I've dealt with you a few times um, with different things. So I guess just on the football team, how do you decide who goes to which game? Do you Does he get to pick being the elder member of yes. the <laughs> – yes. so He just, he just kind of sends out the schedule. I was like, okay, these are the games we're going to. And I feel like I've lucked out. I know I've gotten the Giants games each year because I actually grew up a New York sports fan, even though I'm from California. I'm not a bandwagon fan. But I grew up um, a Giants fan, so, like, I've gotten to cover all the Giants games, which is really cool. Like, seeing Eli Manning on the field last year – I was trying to take like a selfie video and like follow him along in the field post game to like get in a video with him. And then some other players saw me and it's like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, so that's been cool. And then this year I got to cover the Bengals game when Joe Burrow went down. So I've definitely lucked out with my games because I've gotten like some of the really big stories that have broken. So it's it's been fun. I've lucked out with the schedule. So how has it been this year with no fans and everything going on? Does that change how you do the job? Oh yeah. So typically before the season starts during training camp, we would, I would be living in Richmond where the team would be um, and me, Adam, and then a photographer, we'd all live in a house together and every day go out and cover the team, do sit down one-on-one -on -one interviews with them. But obviously this year we couldn't do that and they weren't in Richmond. So everything interviews are all done on zoom. Like you can't talk in person to a single person and then shooting video like we can't be on the sidelines like we usually would shooting video so it's uh everything is done from afar this year which is very sad now megan try to explain to people listening i think the most important thing about when you're creating a script for tv it's the art of the tease um how crucial is that in your opinion uh of of writing a tease out before your uh next sports story it's definitely crucial. And I know for me, like, that's something that I think I do need to get better at is writing these compelling teases. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's certainly I mean, you know, if instead of just let's say something happens with a quarterback, like you can't just be like, oh, we have, you know, a recap on Washington versus the 49ers. Like, well, something crazy happened with a quarterback. You tease that something crazy happened with a quarterback and you do it more so in that way than just giving like a generic toss, because I mean, that is what's going to keep the viewer around is to give them something to look forward to. I was just you had to unmute yourself to uh, uh, ask the next question. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I was really just going to say this is exciting for Alex to get to talk to another TV person because we've had a few players on or whatever, and Alex just doesn't know how to ask them any questions. So it's nice for him. He's well, relating. Uh, I saw that you're giving him a hard time for one of his questions. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy <laughs> just asks these questions that just, you know, people can't answer. And I'm getting real tired of it. And, you know, he, I, we talked about, in the last show he he owns like 40 different twitter accounts and he's voting on the polls so it's just an unfair advantage for me the guy you know with two phones 40 twitter accounts it's just everything is pointing in his direction don't, hate, don't hate the player hate the game he's just taking advantage <laughs> of what he's got yeah um so in you know in this kind of weird year how was it reaching out because i know that you reached out to me once like at the beginning of kind of quarantine how was it reaching out to people like and then having to set up Zoom interviews and then having to get those on TV? 
people um for the most part I haven't really been like ghosted or anything I think maybe like maybe like two or three times a player has ghosted me and not gone back to you about an interview for the most part everyone's been getting back I just shoot them like a Twitter DM and then I mean that's the good thing but you know as a journalist I have the blue check mark so when they see that they know like oh it's not just some random person you know so um for the most part it's been pretty good I just say hey like you don't have to do Zoom or FaceTime and everyone's been pretty good about it so that's good what is the most horror story doing a zoom and internet connection is there like an awful story about that with you hmm no not a single um, luckily my uh my cox cable here it works pretty well and uh i haven't had a problem i thought you were gonna say horror story and i had another story ready well what's that story (laughs) so this is what i was um i was what 19 years old i mean it wasn't super long ago but i was with the diamondbacks and I was in the clubhouse talking to, it was Randall Delgado. And so what is it? There's him. He was next to Ruby De La Rosa, both pitchers. And I was asking him about, um, you know, his kids back home um, in the country he's from. He's like South America, I believe. Um, and then, so I'm asking him these questions about his kids. And then I say something about like his wife, because I assumed back then I was like younger. It was like, oh, you have kids. Like you must be married and have a wife and a family and then he was like what wife like what, what are you talking about I was like oh well you, you have kids and he's just like I'm not married and then Ruby De La Rosa just starts busting up laughing at me he's like no like that's his baby mama and I'm just like oh my gosh I'm so sorry but that's probably my horror story for interviews <laughs> oh all right there we go because we've had a few Starbucks people on oh my gosh I'm anti-Starbucks you're anti-Starbucks? I am. <laughs> I'm a psychopath. So what I, is that then? This is, it's cure coffee. It's like, it's close to me, but um, it's, yeah. So it's just like a local coffee shop, but I will not. Oh my gosh. You're going to think I'm crazy. I like, if I go to Starbucks, I'm not going to call it by what they call it. They're small, medium or large. Like I'm not using those names. I'm, I never use those names, Megan. Never. Never. I'm like, I'm not conforming to this crazy Starbucks world. <laughs> right. I, I use the names that they Why? give. I will say that. Oh, I use uh, the names. Come on, Penny. Well, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with saying Vinti? What's wrong with saying small? Nothing. I have no issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm like if, like, Grande, like, I'm, I don't even know what the sizes are. I think maybe that's my issue is like, I don't really know, like, what's a Grande? Is that a large? Well, it is, it is a little confusing yeah. because I think tall is the smallest one. Right. Which, so, like, yes. Maybe if they put more thought into the names they chose, I would appreciate it. But when all the names mean large, like I can't, I can't get behind that. So, so kind of back to you, how instrumental did your family play in kind of the job that you have now getting into sports, whatever it may be? Oh my gosh, they were huge. Like, um, you know, just sports growing up, like my dad had coached a lot of my teams when I was younger, when I played travel ball, um, you know, my parents were always there, always taking me to games, getting into college, you know, I mentioned I went to Ohio University first, transferred. They were not happy about that, but they supported it. And then, you know, when you first like get a job in this business, you don't make a lot of money the first year. And so they like financially helped me pay for rent and everything because I wasn't really able to support myself. So if I didn't have my parents, you know, if they weren't the way they were, like there's no way I'd be here right now. What was the best advice that they gave you when you started on this journey in sports broadcasting? Um... I wouldn't say there was any advice specific to like sports reporting. I would just say they've just always been so supportive. Like they've never questioned 
like if I had grown up saying like, oh, I want to be president one day, like they'd be like 100%, like you can do that. They've just always been supportive. So it's less of like the, um, you know, things they've told me that have helped and it's more so just the support they've given me. And then for my dad watching him, cause he has um, a company. So just watching him and his work ethic, I think that's a huge reason too, is like I saw him growing up and what it takes to be successful. So I've been able to kind of like, you know, copy what he's done. So what would be your dream? Like, what is your dream job? Are you look? you're smiling. So I hope you have a good answer. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I just, I'm just like, Oh, I don't, I go back and forth. Like there's so many things I want to do. Um, I, you know, down the road, I would like to get out of local television. Um, I think I'm more so into like things where you could be more about like personality versus like more newsy stuff. But, um, I think my top things would be either being like a field reporter for a regional sports network covering a major league baseball team. Um, or, I mean, I kind of like what Barstool Sports does. Like, I think that might be fun to do something like that. Interesting. So you have to grow up playing softball. And, and is your favorite sport, you know, baseball and softball? Yes, 100%. Um, I used to hate basketball. I love it now. It's really fun. Football. I've always liked football. But, um, yeah, like baseball will forever be number one. So is baseball what you like covering the most or do you, is football like what would be your number one covering sport? I used to always say baseball, but football's fun, man. Like covering the NFL. It's, You're it's on a fun. baseball podcast right now. Oh, God. I mean, that is just unbelievable. I take it back. I take it back. No, 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 no. You've spoken. You have spoken no, no, your truth. Listen, listen. I, said, I said football's fun, man. I never said it's Cut. my favorite. I'm comparing the two. Cut, Alex. Cut. This interview is officially – Oh, shit. All right. We're back into it. I almost fell out of my chair, so I'm not going to kick you off the interview. I will say, I think it's a re like a recency bias thing, too, because like when I was in a major league clubhouse every day, like covering baseball every single day, like 100% baseball. But since I've been doing NFL lately, I think I think it's just a recency bias. OK, so baseball is still good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think will stay the same when like we kind of go back to a normal? What do you think that you're learning how to do now? will stay the same when we go back to normal? I think something I like about now is, I mean, when we go back to normal, we're certainly going to go back to doing more in-person interviews and everything. But I do think that maybe like the Zoom thing might not, I think people might maybe utilize it more in the future than they would have before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we're starting to see that, you know, yeah, we're in several parts of the country or whatever, but um, you can still get really good interviews done via Zoom. So you can still find you know, people who fit your story who may not be close to you, but um, you can still get a compelling interview with them over Zoom. Um, and I think that's something that I'll stick around. Well, and for me, it's perfect because with Zoom, I only need to make the top half look good. Um, so you're wearing pajamas is what you're saying. I basically am. Yes. Uh, so it's perfect for me, you know, just shoulders up, put something behind me and then we're all good. And a full interview, you know, you got to, you got to, look nice you gotta look presentable whatever all I gotta do is brush my hair back I agree I do find myself often wearing sweatpants during interviews so today I'm wearing jeans I really went the you know well you did that for us and we appreciate that thank you the whole new ballgame crew appreciates you dressing up for the interview and it's a good thing I did because when I showed Kevin you might have seen my jeans so if I had sweatpants on I would have given my my cover away there <laughs> everybody was just looking at Kevin yeah Nobody okay. cares. Kevin's the star of the show and that's all that really matters that is true have you ever interviewed Kevin? Inter um, he's been in videos. So I did this thing called Hiking Hampton Roads and he would appear in videos. And I literally go out to interview people now and they'll ask me where Kevin is. 
And I'm like, okay, Kevin has taken over. He is the new favorite sports reporter. <laughs> All right. So you have beaten Adam Winkler in a home run derby. Is that correct? It's not correct. I unfortunately uh, fell shy of the amount of homers I needed. Before we did the home run derby, though, I will say I was hitting a bunch out. And then for some reason, I just choked when we got to the road. Uh, so what you're saying is you're a practice player. Uh, you can perform when the bright lights aren't on. But that you isn't rude. <laughs> take, take this opportunity. What podcast is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's about you. That's what we're learning. You know, we're just learning about you. So we did learn something. Practice player. I bet your interviews before you do your real interviews are really good. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but would you like to take this time to call out Wink in any other sporting event that you could potentially do with him and we'll make sure he sees it? Okay. I feel like maybe not bowling. This is really <laughs> bowling of all things. Maybe tennis. 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 Megan versus Adam Winkler. It's going to happen. And who do we have winning, Alex? Who do we have winning that tennis match? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with Megan here. Yes. Well, I, I think I got to go with the experience and the guy who's performed with the bright lights on. And I think that's cool. Adam Winkler. He's, he's a proven winner. The guy, we know he can do it. So, I mean – I think I'm going to have to go with Wink there, and we'll just, you know, we'll have to wait till that happens. You know what? I'm also going to challenge you to golf, miniature golf, and I will beat you. So I'm going to – You have no idea my family background. and it, I, don't I, will, I will still win. <laughs> go to proputters.org. Go to 1992. You'll see the national JPA champion, Dennis Pasquantino, my father. It is just – 1992. I'm not going back a million years – this is the here and the now, and I will beat you now. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, then when things are normal and I'm back in Norfolk, you're receiving a text. And we're getting it. We're getting – we're bringing Wink. We're going to fly Alex down, and it's just going to – it's going to be exhilarating. That's what's going to happen. Can't wait to win. Um, also, and this is just a side note question, because I found out that people in TV are shorter than they seem to be. How tall are you? I'm five feet. I'm the height of the average male, so I am certainly not short. Well, you've got Alex by four inches, I recently have found out. So that's big for you. You're officially the second tallest person on this podcast today. I get a text from Vinny the other night. He goes, how tall are you? And I go, well, I'm 5'4", but I honestly think I'm either 5'5 or 5'6". And then Vinny goes, I did not realize you were that short. I said, I'm calling HR. Um so that was yeah that's the thing about zoom is like no one knows your height and then no but then you see them in person and they have this idea made up in their mind like oh i bet they're this tall and then you're like yeah oh. that's why he fits so good on the screen it's perfect that's why there's you know he, he just he's a natural fit on the zoom call but we have a segment as we wrap up called three up three down no 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 Vinny. Oh, no, no. oh we're going to do the one that we're going with from now on oh okay then you explain it then all right so it's called balls and strikes and the idea is Vinny and I go back and forth and we ask you questions and you decide if the question, if you like it, it's a strike. And if you don't like it, it's a ball. And the first person to a strikeout wins. So I just say if it's ball or strike. Well, and then you answer the question. Oh, okay. 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 Let's, let's do it. <coughs> right. But it's not fair because one, Alex already picked you to win a tennis match. So you're already leaning more his side. And two, I have to ask one question, which you're going to call a ball. 
And then, you know, I'm already at a disadvantage. But go ahead, Alex. Since you won last time, you can go first. Yeah, this is why Vinny didn't want to play this game because I won the first time we did it. So Vinny would just – he didn't want to lose today, but I'm going to make him lose today. Yep. Um, first one, we talked about your coffee, but we didn't talk about your coffee order. How do you like your coffee? That is a beautiful strike. Um, <laughs> let's see. No, I – order like a plain latte or I'll just get like coffee black. I don't put anything fancy in it. You're still up, Alex. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no. hey, right. Ball is bad. Strike is good. We're doing it that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you throw a ball, the other person asked their question. Yeah. That's oh. right. I forgot the rules of the game. Um, second one. So it's an 0-1 count. I'm ahead here. Pitchers count. When was the last time you surprised yourself? Ball. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually a strike. That's a good Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a good – okay. I'll give it a strike because it's a good question, but I honestly don't have an answer. I Let's see. Oh, I have I, – this is going to be – I'm going to expose myself as a video game nerd. I surprised myself. I got back into playing Call of Duty – so I'm like obsessed with it again. And I surprised myself with just how bad I've become because I took a few years off of playing. And so I'm a, that's been a very sad surprise to me as of late. PlayStation or Xbox? I used to be Xbox, but I got a PlayStation recently. So I'm now. Did you get a PlayStation 5? No. Okay. I'm not paying yeah. that amount of money. I just got a basic PlayStation 4 a few months ago. <laughs> All right. Um, also, add me on PlayStation, you guys, if you play Call of Duty. Not anyone listening, if I don't know you. I mean, like, you two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anybody listening, don't add her. Don't that's add me. That's why she didn't say her gamer tag. But yeah. Alex and I, I play PlayStation. I don't know about Alex. Well, I, I do. Uh, I do play PlayStation. So, what are the other games? Oh, I also love, uh, I just forgot it. Dead by Daylight is fun. I like that one. I'm a sports guy. Oh, no. No. Yeah. So, if you want to. You got to get a break from sports, right? Yeah, I need a break. I need to get out on the battlefield. <laughs> you know what, is that reduces your stress is uh, Call of Duty? You just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. It's Okay, you know how mean these little children are on Call of Duty? <laughs> you have so much so you play, with a, you play with a headset in and everything? 100%. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that's amazing. Um, that's great. Um, so I'm going for the strikeout here. I'm up 0-2. Vinny has yet to even get warmed up in the pen here. Um, the third question for you would be, um, oh, what would be your favorite? I forgot the question. Um, <laughs> what would be your favorite app in your phone? That's a ball. Absolutely a ball. Thank Absolutely. You. I mean, that was way over the catcher's head. That wasn't even close. That was uh, <laughs> my favorite app. Oh, I don't know. Twitter. I'll give it to Twitter. <laughs> Congrats to Twitter. Um, and I, this is going to be a ball. I'm telling you, but I have to ask for the podcast. Do you prefer drinking out of plastic or glass cups? I'm going to give it a strike. Nice. It's so weird. Thank you. I have a question to ask. No, I'm going to give it a strike. Um, I think glass. Good answer. We judge people who say plastic. I mean, yeah, plastic is a little weird. Like, this is different than plastic. The cardboard coffee, like, these work, you know? But, no, glass, 100%. Um, 
Okay, well, I wasn't expecting you to call the strike, so that's good. Um, okay, then I guess we're going to go. Oh, yeah, the best question. What is the most important position in baseball? And there is a correct answer. What, do you want me to list what position you play? Uh, <laughs> is that the correct answer? No, I just want you to, I just want you to answer honestly. I think the most important position is pitcher. Liar. Because a pitcher can single-handedly control what happens. To, if he's so dominant, like he throws a perfect game, he's the only position that matters. Yeah, you know, like that's cool and all, but who cares? What? What kind of response is that? <laughs> like think about I, it, as a freaking second baseman, he gets two grounders in a game, let's say. Did he have that big of an impact? I don't think so. Well – I do believe I said best position, right, Alex? You did say best position. I have rephrased the question from most important to best. Oh, interesting. Okay, wait a minute. This is a different ballgame here. Yeah. Okay. It's a, a whole, whole new ballgame. Ball <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> um, the best position is – oh, that's really hard. I either want to say shortstop or center field. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is just not the correct answer. <laughs> Um, Alex, make sure you take Megan. No, third base. I take it back. Third base. No, not third base either. There's a correct first base. That is the correct answer. Yes. Very good. Okay. Listen, growing up first base is, you know, I'm not, whatever. No. Well, take her off of our list for guest of the year nominees, Alex. First, why first base? Let me tell you why. Let's get into it. Here we go. (laughs) Have you ever seen more athletes play a position? No. How many shortstops do you know that can do the splits at 6'4", 250? None of them. None of them. You name me a shortstop that's 6'4", 250 and can do, like, the splits, you won't. I'll show you a liar. Um, the, the versatility, right? You move over three, four feet on the shift. You've got to run to the base. You've got to turn around. And they got a good like, bat, usually a big bat. So yeah, I mean, normally. But, like, we're just talking about defensively right now. I mean, you get to pick. You get to do a whole bunch of stuff. That is one of the most fun things to do in baseball is picking a ball out of the dirt. Mm-hmm. And, it's cool. there's, and the best part about it is there's no – there's only reward for picking ball for the most part because it's not your fault that the ball got thrown in the dirt. Now, it is your job to pick it. So, I'm not, I'm not defending people who don't make picks, but it's cool. It's the coolest thing is making a pick. But at third base, have you watched Nolan Arenado play? It's pretty exciting over there. So, I think that's a good option as well. Oh, I mean, I'm not denying third base is great. I'm just saying the best position, first base. That's all. And then when you catch it with with a one out or no outs, whatever, you get to flip it to the shortstop. You get to show off your swag. Like, I mean, it's just cool. You know, you either lob it, you throw it hard. There's just so many options. Talk to the umpires the whole game. I mean. what is Alex, what is your perspective on Mm -hmm. this? I've never been asked that. See, I guess you're right. You do ask the good questions. Um, I, honestly, I think the best position um, would be – I mean, I think the catcher is a really great position, um, you know, because – I mean, like, if the catcher is calling the game, like, that's pretty cool. Like, like you get control, basically. You know, like, you get to – Alex is a big power-hungry guy, so that's why he'd want to catch all the control. There you go. 
I'm putting catcher last in my list of best position. Oh, that's a hot take on the pod today. Catcher last. I love put her back on the nominees for guest. Oh my god. Oh man. Okay. Well, was that a ball or a strike? Um, because it led to such an in-depth conversation, I'll give it a strike. That's okay. not the game, Megan. Well, I am the one playing the game, and I call Very the shots. She's the umpire right now, Alex. Um, all right. In all your experiences of being surrounded, Alex, shut up. I'm asking a question. Um, in all your experience being surrounded by the games, you know, football, basketball, <laughs> baseball, who is the greatest leader that you've ever seen in person? Paul Goldschmidt is maybe a good option. He's a very quiet guy. He's like the lead by example type of guy. Um, but I'd say he's he might be the guy I would pick for it. That's a ball. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just because I couldn't think of anything. All right. So I'm one and two. <clears throat> I got to get a strike out here. Um, if you could host a podcast with someone who is in your business phone contacts, who are you choosing and why? Interesting. You know, I think I would choose the other day I did an interview with D'Angelo Hall and he was great. And I think that might be the guy I would choose because he has like high energy. Um, And then for people who don't know, D'Angelo Hall, he played in the NFL for 14 years, um, played with Washington and he does some broadcast stuff now, but um, I would say probably him because he like brings the high energy. He was an athlete. So like he can get fired up about what's happening on the field. Like he knows what's he's been a part of what's happening on the field. And then, he just like keeps conversation going, so I think he'd probably be the guy I pick. I guess that's a strike. Ah, look at that! Congratulations, Alex Fuse. You win again. Good for you. I'm happy for you. I just keep winning, Vinny. You're you all talking no action over there. So, this is this is just a little glimpse of what's going to happen on the miniature golf course. Oh yeah. Oh good. Well, that's perfect because numbers don't lie on the miniature golf course. So. We don't have a random judge. It's who can get the ball in the hole first. And let me tell you, it's only wait, a wait, lot wait, of hole ones. Wait, Vinny, did you just call Megan random? That's just that's yeah. just what, called for. What? A random judge. Oh, here we go. A random, just a random judge. Yeah, yep, that's right. That's uncalled. She's blue check verified. Unlike verified. okay, blue check verified. Two phones. I mean, it's just this is just a podcast of L's for me because I've only got one phone. Like, I'm in a closet. Um, yeah, you need to up your game. <laughs> oh, this is way better than it was before. This is, uh, yeah. But 30-second elevator pitch. Blow yourself up on social media. I hate this question. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. Tell everybody where they should follow you and what you bring to the timeline. You should follow me me everything is megan plain m-e-g-a-n-p-l-a-i-n on instagram and twitter and you should follow me because i talk about sports <laughs> i don't know no i mean i guess i post like stuff that other people aren't gonna post because they don't have like the access so follow me <laughs> follow megan for the access that's what yeah. it's for and kevin and, and kevin. kevin kevin has his own instagram yeah so does wow. kevin have his well, own twitter pull that up too his Instagram is canine Kevin, K A N I N E K E V I N. Wow. Well, I would probably say go follow Kevin. Um, if you got to choose one, probably Kevin brings out more content. 
But anyways, Megan, thank you so much. I had a great time. I hope you guys did too. I, Alex, I don't really care if you did or not. Uh, but Megan, I, I hope you had This fun. was a lot of fun, so. Yeah, you guys are cool. Alex, you're a little bit cooler than Vinny, but you know. Hey. Oh, well, well, I have a question for you. That's Thank you for saying that. It just reminded me of a question. What was it like interviewing Vinny? Like, was he like the worst person you ever, you've ever interviewed? I'm not going to lie. Like, he's a pretty good interview. He brings the personality, in-depth answers. This is the only win you get today, okay, Vinny? But That's fine. This is a good win to take. <laughs> Unbelievable, Megan. I'm I was sorry. this close to following you and Kevin on Instagram. But ah, I lost it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast today and look forward to having you back on again soon. Yep. We'll see. Uh, maybe I can be a little bit more interesting next time. And we got a response from Megan, ladies and gentlemen. She texted me back and said that I could say what she said to me via text on the show, which I already did. But so now, <laughs> so now for the betterment of our editing department, which is Alex, we have approval from Megan to, to use her quote on the show. So that's very exciting. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that interview because I know that I did, you know, that's all I got, Alex. I mean, that's all I got. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. How about you? I loved it. Uh, this was actually one of the first interviews that I couldn't really stop laughing. Like, I don't know. like Which is amazing because you never laugh. I mean, you never smile. You never laugh. You never have a good time. So that's really good that, that we were able to bring that out of you. True. That is not true. Keep fighting those demons. Keep on fighting those demons, you know. We're, we're working. You're a work in progress and we're just working on it. You know, the same way I'm a work in progress when it comes to my interviewing skills and wrapping up shows and starting shows. You're the same way with just simply having a good time. You don't even know how to respond. You don't even know how to respond. Well, I know how to respond, but we're recording right now. But, uh, but again, uh, what a great week. We kicked it off with Bob Fesco. We're ending it off with Megan playing. Next week, we got another big week of shows. Who are we starting with, Alex? Let everybody know. We are going to be starting off with Jonathan Heasley. Um, John Heasley, baby. Yeah, John Heasley. Um, John, or Jonathan, if his mom is listening to this. That's right. Are you going to tell everybody who he is, or are you just going to expect them to know who he is? No, I was going to finish my sentence. All right. Anyways... Heasley is a top prospect in the Kansas City Royals organization, a pitcher. And we got in the nitty-gritties, and I asked another not very good question um, about – I can't remember exactly what I said because we did record it a while ago and haven't listened to it, but all I know is I did not ask a good question. Yeah, I don't really remember either. Um, I do remember probably me ripping you. I think yeah. that probably happened. So yeah. that's good, but that's exciting. We're excited to bring John on the show. He's got a great mustache, and that'll provide some good character to our show. So, ladies and gentlemen. On the show as ever. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's no, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. But we'll see everybody on Monday. Everybody go have a great weekend.